You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Doubt is eliminated through action. But it's the type of action that is important. Hey folks, welcome back to the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. This is your host, Mark Devine. Super stoked to have you here today. You know, I'm really busy just focusing on what I do, which is training people to be mentally tough and resilient and awesome leaders. Uh, writing, um, working on my doctorate is a new thing, and running my business and podcasting that I never really take the time to look at like, how are things doing? Like, how's it working? And I was actually on a podcast with someone else today, and they said, yeah, I wanted to talk to you. You know, I was, I was um, impressed that you have the number one health show on Apple. And I was like, really? I had no idea. How cool is that? And we're one of the top 30. We're in the top 30. So thank you. I bring that up to say thank you. A, I was kind of surprised. Pretty cool. And B, I couldn't do it without you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please continue to share this podcast if you find it valuable and to rate it because it helps, uh, obviously helps with those stats. And we're going to do a major kind of revamp of the podcast show and up-level everything um, in the first quarter of 22. So we're working on that right now. And so you can um, expect to hear a little bit more when that gets closer. So I'm pretty excited about that. So yeah, we're going to keep doing this. And also, I was surprised to learn that this is my eighth season of doing this. Holy schmoly. Had no idea. Time flies, doesn't it? Well, today it's going to be a little shorter and I'm doing a solo cast. I've gotten really good feedback on the solo cast. So hopefully you'll find them valuable. You know, it's, it's great to interview people, but sometimes it's great to just talk to you directly. And so this will probably be a little shorter also. Um, I want to address this issue of burnout. I've been seeing a lot of um, information, a lot of uh, news studies, a lot of people just feeling like completely burned out. And that's understandable. They're burned out from all the negative uh, fighting in, in politics, um, burned out from all this COVID and burned out from all this vaccine bullshit. Um, and we don't know what to believe anymore. So we're burned out from fake news and people pointing fingers about fake news. We're burned out from working at home on Zoom all the time. Gosh, I just did a four-day immersion weekend at Pepperdine where I'm getting my doctorate in global leadership and change. Really excited. We're going to learn more about that as I learn more. And about a third of the students were attending through Zoom and we're sitting in a classroom and they're on Zoom. And I'm like, holy cow, 13 hours a day sitting in my butt. I can imagine doing that on Zoom. That would lead to burnout. I read, uh, someone forwarded me two different articles, two different takes on burnout. It was really interesting. Um, that's why this topic kind of came up to me today. And in the first article, they were saying that you know, passion's really not enough. 
You could be passionate about your job or the reason you wanted to do a job or go into an industry or work for a certain company. But guess what? That work is still going to be grinding. You're still going to be ground down by Zoom, endless Zoom calls, endless meetings. You're going to deal with negative people. You might be one of those negative people. Let's hope not. But you're going to deal with negative people. Uh, and so you've got to manage your expectations properly. Don't think that just having the perfect job or leaving for the next perfect, perceived perfect job is going to cause you to stop experiencing burnout. So maybe, you know, the idea here is stop blaming others and take control of the situation and do something about it for yourself. And we're going to talk about some strategies for that in a bit. The other article was really interesting. It was, it was basically putting burnout onto the boss or the leader saying that one of the reasons you might be experiencing burnout is because you're, the leader is not making or helping with the situation with the way that they are. So maybe they're too demanding or they're projecting their own stress onto you and the team. You know, or they're creating an environment which you perceive to be toxic or bullying because of their demands that you continue to deliver, which they need to do, right? That's their job is get you to deliver. But you perceive that as bullying. And, you know, there's a lot of um, Gen Z, Gen X, or Gen- millennials and Gen Z who are approaching work differently and, and, and really aren't accepting autocratic leadership at all, not even a, as a style of leading. And they'll leave, right? They're much more mobile. And so then this has put a challenge on leaders to be more self-aware and to develop the skills of emotional intelligence so that the leader, whether that's you or somebody else that you're working for, is not the limiting factor in your team's mental and emotional health. So whether you're a leader or a teammate or a follower, uh, we all have the potential to feel burned out. And I've certainly felt that in my past. I don't feel it now. I'm very energized. I, you know, I have enough skills and tools to maintain a positive attitude and mindset. And to do this day over day, it becomes a habit. And we're going to talk about that. So first thing we'll look at is, you know, the groundbreaking work that Goldman did on emotional intelligence. So emotional intelligence, you know, he said it had four distinct components. One was awareness of your emotional Uh, states and how you show up to others. And then the second is control over that. So like if if you're experiencing sadness, so you don't dump your sadness on everyone else. If you're experiencing anxiety, you don't dump your anxiety and make the whole team anxious, right? So that that's the emotional control, taking control of your own uh, emotions, and then also uh, being able to deal with them, as well as to improve your contextual um, relationship with your emotions. And we usually do that through therapist or a coach. The third was social awareness. So emotional awareness, emotional control really is basically dealing with you and you alone. But then of course, there's how you show up and impact other people. And so that's social awareness. You know, having awareness of the interaction, the emotional interaction amongst individuals and how you show up. And so this is what I love to say about this is you have to be first aware and then you become um, able to manage the social situations. One of the best uh, metaphors or ways to do that is to take responsibility for what you say and the energy you bring to your team or to a relationship as well as how it lands, which requires you to put yourself into the perspective of the follower or, or who you're interacting with or the entire team and to think, well, how, how is my behavior? How are my, my words? How is my energy state going to 
land with this group of people. And it might be different for each individual as well. So th this takes quite a bit of so, you know, emotional intelligence, I guess, to, to do well. And that's why it's called work when we do work on our emotional lives. So I'm going to shift focus. So how do we develop emotional control and, and social management? Well, there's four core skills that I talk about in Unbeatable Mind as being the four key skills of emotional resiliency. We're going to talk about them. First one is you got to develop a positive mindset, a positive mental attitude. Most people don't recognize how negative they are because it's insidious. Negativity is insidious. I use the metaphor of the fear wolf and the courage wolf. The fear wolf is basically your brain. It resides in your brain and your brain is five times as negative as it is positive. I don't remember where I heard that, but it's, it's a powerful thing to think about. Your brain is wired to be negative. It's wired for fear because that's how we were you know, that's how we developed as humans to survive. And we have those vestiges, you know, when we're constantly triggering the stress response with the simplest things, even with our thoughts, and they're usually false expectations appearing real, that's fear, or false evidence that appears real. That's negativity. Negativity is, is also self-criticism, feelings of uh, lack of connection or, or lack of worthiness, and then projecting, you know, your opinions, biases, and negative self onto others. And so that's negative. And the fear, the, the fear wolf, like I said, resides in your head, but the courage wolf really is when you learn to think with your heart, the courage wolf resides in the heart. Developing positive attitude is feeding the courage wolf and starving the fear wolf. So you feed the courage wolf by doing heart-centered things every day, by visualizing and meditating on your heart, by opening your heart to others through gratitude, through compassion, through good acts through spontaneous kindness and you starve the fear wolf in your brain by developing a positive internal dialogue which is hooked to a series of mantras or sayings that you say to yourself so it's interesting this is something that a lot of people say well affirmations don't work and and the really what they should be saying is affirmations by themselves don't work there's a couple other things that you need to do with, with affirmations, but affirmations are an important part of a process of transforming into a positive mindset, which includes your heart mind. So affirmations don't work if they're just coming from your head and you're not connecting them to your heart. And affirmations don't work if you don't believe that you're worthy. So we've got to work on this from multiple levels. One is your belief in yourself, uh, and that's it's tied to another um, Another aspect of these resiliency skills is self-esteem and optimism, which I'll talk about next. So we got to develop a belief that you're worthy. And that takes work for a lot of people, especially if you grew up in a tumultuous or traumatic uh, way in your childhood. But, you know, even if you don't believe it, or even if you did, and you just got, you know, you've been pummeled by culture and social media, you can start to believe that maybe other people are bad or, and if you believe that other people are bad, then there's some aspect of yourself that believes that you're bad. Okay. So you got to be really, really thoughtful about this. Everything that we experience in life is first created in our minds. So think about that. Everything we experience, so stuff comes at us and we think it's happening outside of us, but it's our experience of it is in our mind. 
and we get to contextualize it. We get to decide whether it's bad or good, and we get to decide how we respond to it. And so this is an incredibly uh, powerful skill. This, uh, this developing a positive mindset means I'm going to take control over how I manage my internal mental and emotional states, and I eradicate negative thinking, and I f- eradicate fear-based thinking through positive internal dialogue and, and mantras or affirmations, as well as connecting to my heart every day. Those are really, really important skills. So the two practices that come out of that, one is a heart-centered meditation every morning using imagery, so visualization, with gratitude and sending uh, positive energy to people that you love and then even people that challenge you. And then the act of starving the fear wolf through a positive internal dialogue that, that drowns out and overrides negative thinking. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The second skill, as I just alluded to, is, is um, optimism built upon a, a positive self, sense of self or self-esteem. I can't tell you how hard it is to be around pessimistic people these days. It's like, you know, yes, if you listen and believe everything you hear in the media, then the world's falling apart. Henny penny, the sky is falling. Everything's going to shit. We're going to war with China. Global warming's going to destroy everything. You know, we're going to be at civil war. It's all bullshit, right? For every negative thing, there's an equal and even more positive thing happening. And so orient yourself toward the positive. You can acknowledge the negative, but don't get wrapped up in it. Don't let it, let it own you. Just know that, that usually with the negative news, there's an agenda. And with the mass media, that agenda is to keep you in a state of fear and to sell you products. Whether that product's a vaccine or, you know, fudge, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all for that reason. And the, the media has such control over us because we give our attention. So turn off the TV and stop believing all that crap that you hear. Start looking for the positive news. There's some great newsletters that that summarize positive news these days. I listen to Ozzy, Carlos Watson, he's great. And also uh, 1440 is another one, just Google 1440 newsletter. I love my my, uh, buddy James Clear's uh, blog type newsletter comes out every Wednesday. He's got some phenomenal quotes. There's just some great information out there. George Friedman and Geopolitical Futures. You know, I get really good information from these people that is not in any way hooked to the negative news cycle and whatnot. I do scan Google News once a day or twice a day, and, and I often play opposite day with a headline to say, well, if that's the headline, then what's the positive opposite to that? And that's very helpful for me to see what both sides are up to. So develop optimism that the future is going to be positive because guess what? We get to create that future. So why not collectively create a positive future? You know, one of the reasons that I have a big vision to impact hundred million people is to create, to have hundred million people thinking positively and having an optimistic vision for the future and to actually share that vision together and even simultaneously and to know the incredible impact that we're going to have on the world when we can do that. Super cool. So the third skill 
and this should be no surprise, the big uh, one that we teach through our seal fit programs is to put your attention on others instead of always on yourself. Being self-absorbed is so icky. Like get, get over yourself and start focusing on others. And guess what? All that positive energy you put on others, you just leave a carbon copy right on yourself. So if you do an act of kindness to others, guess what? You're doing an act of kindness to yourself. How cool is that? So if you're in, you know, we have In-N-Out Burger out in California and sometimes there's long lines of cars because the place is so popular. And so you might be taking your kid through In-N-Out Burger or whatever equivalent is, and why not just buy the person behind you their meal? It's a random act of kindness. And they're going to be surprised. Their day is going to be uplifted, but so will yours. And it's completely anonymous. They don't know who you are, but you're leaving a carbon copy of kindness. Instead of scrutinizing your, I'm not saying don't scrutinize your bill, but, but really feeling like, ah, oh, you know, that, that waitress or waiter did just an okay job. So I'm, I'm going to give them a minimum tip possible. Maybe you just have a standard that you're going to get 20%. That's my minimum standard. Sometimes I go 30%. Because guess what? When you tip someone, you're tipping yourself. And that will appreciate because you're showing appreciation. So just th- consider that. Put your eyes on others. Take it off yourself. That lack of self-absorption and focus on others has an enormous benefit on your positivity and your resilience. And you'll have a whole, you know, that energy, just like the, you know, um, the golden rule, that energy will come back to you 20 to 20x. The fourth skill is really what I've already talked to uh, about with an emotional intelligence, and that's to be able to maintain self-control. Stop playing the victim, right? Take control. You can do this, like I said, by shutting off the news or playing that opposite day kind of game that I play. That's taking control, not just assuming that what you're being fed is truth. Create your own truth and, and study and research and analyze and starting with your mind and study how to develop mental toughness. And, and mental toughness is always positive. Like you can't, you can't be negative and be mentally tough. That is flawed, right? That's not mental toughness. Mental toughness is to be positive, optimistic, uh, other focused, and to be in control. So this applies whether you are a leader or whether you are just a teammate, quote unquote, and, and both are equally as valuable, right? There's no, there's no autocracy here. We are all in this together, leaders and followers. And the SEALs, we used to say, we still say, I'm ready to lead. I'm ready to follow. I'll never quit. Well, one moment you might be the leader, one moment you might be the follower. So if you are a leader, a positional leader, just know that you have to earn that every moment. And there's a big percentage of the time you should be following and serving. So we need to be adaptive, inclusive, and, and transformational in our leadership. And yes, I'm throwing out some leadership theory buzzwords because I just sat for four days in my doctorate leadership classes. So when it comes to behavior, for true authenticity, you, you basically are open and transparent that you're working on these things. That was the point of my uh, book, Staring Down the Wolf, that even as leaders, positional leaders, or even as if you're very, you know, working on mastering yourself for years, you're never going to be perfect. There is no there there when it comes to perfection. And so we, we're transparent about always working on ourselves, and that develops great authenticity. And authenticity is where you come in and you actually increase the energy of the team and you uplift everyone, even if you're not perfect, even if you don't have the answer, even if you screw up, you, you know, because you're able to just say, you know what, I am really sorry. I just screwed up and I'm working on myself. So that's valuable. And vulnerability is another important aspect of authenticity is just be willing to admit that, you know, you're not perfect 
and that you deal with things like guilt and shame. Empathy. This is really how you take, you may not feel empathy right away, but in, and so taking your eyes off yourself and putting it on others might be a strategy that you use at first. But trust me, by doing that, you will develop empathy. Because guess what? People are going to start supporting you and you're going to feel their gratitude. And then, you know, so it's a self-fulfilling kind of prophecy. You, you develop empathy by being empathic or empathetic and, and helping others out. And, you know, if you are a positional leader or a business owner, recognize that, you know, we're, we're, we're beyond, well beyond the time where you could treat employees as parts of a machine, right? We are in the conceptual age now where the collective insight and spontaneous genius of your team is your main asset. And so we need to treat everybody really as humans. And so if, you're, if you have a machine mindset, you will burn people out, right? You have this relentless focus on KPIs and sales numbers and this and that. And, and what might need to happen is you just back off of that and let the team's genius, you can still set goals and everything, but don't drive them with a whip. Allow the team to solve the problem. And what will happen is they might find a whole nother way to solve it. They might have a blue ocean strategy that you never could have thought of on your own. And it might just save your business. A lot of what you know, I've been reading and learning recently is just how much disruption there is and there's going to be and, and it's going to be continuous. And so we have to learn to evolve ourselves and to think differently as leaders and as followers and as teammates. Uh, otherwise, we will be the one getting disrupted. And that's happening to a lot of people. And that's, I think that a lot of that fear of that is what's causing this burnout as well. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So when the stressful moment arises day by day, you know, in the moment you're working and you're listening to what I say and you're like, yeah, that's really great stuff, Mark. And I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. Great. But shit still happens. You're still going to get stressed. You're still going to get blindsided. So what do you do then? Well, you've probably heard me talk about the big four skills of mental toughness. You just deploy those skills and you get through it and you get stronger. Big four skills are the ultimately ultimate resiliency training tool because you come out of every situation stronger and wiser and motivated. The first skill, of course, is box breathing. We teach this as the first to SEAL candidates or all of our Unbeatable Mind students. Slowing, controlled nostril breathing, holding your breath at the top and the bottom. Now, you're not going to do this in conversation, actually, obviously, but you, know, you can pause, sit at your desk, and, and slow down your breathing, breathe through your nose to five counts, inhale, five count hold, five count exhale, five count hold. This box pattern leads to great calmness and clarity of your mind and your body calms down. It triggers that arousal response. So you calm down, you bleed off the stress and guess what? Less stress equals less burnout. You do this every day, it'll have a profound effect on your attitude as well. The second piece is what really um, helps you with that and, and that's positive internal dialogue. So you train yourself, you grease the groove of an internal dialogue that is positive with mantras. And I've shared some of my positive mantras. 
I've got this easy day, piece of cake. Hoo-yah is one of them. Like anytime something gets hard, hard workout, hard this, hard that, I, I know that I've got this. And that dialogue just starts popping in my head. And um, another one is uh, day by day in every way, I'm stronger and better. So that's cool. And then from Buds, when I was SEAL training, I still have, I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. I ought to be in Hollywood. So I use those every day to this day. I've, I've, like, I've got others too, but I've used those. And they're so entrained in my brain that anytime something hard is coming or I'm in the act, I'm breathing deeply through my nose, either box breathing or without the holds that we call that tactile breathing. And I'm activating those positive affirmations, positive self-talk. The third skill is to contextualize what's happening, right? And so I love this notion of, you know, asking like in five years, will this matter? And the answer is probably not. What about five months? Will it matter? Probably not. What about five minutes from now? Maybe it will, maybe not. But, you know, pan out and say, what's really the impact of this thing that's happening right now? And do I really need to be so stressed about it? You know, is it the biggest disaster ever? The fact that my boss just dumped something on me that, you know, I wasn't expecting or was negative or something like that. Do I really need to let that, that destroy my day? Contextualizing also helps or is important to remember why you're there. Like, why did you take this job to begin with? Was it just for the money? Were you desperate? Okay, fine. Then recognize that it's brought you some value. So look for the positive there. Recontextualize your why. Remember why you were there. And if it's not right for you, that's great. Now you're aware of it. And maybe this is one more data point. So what are you going to do about it? That's the question. What are you going to do about it? Instead of blaming your boss, take action, figure shit out, find a new job. Nobody said that work was going to be easy. It is, though, how our culture is organized, and it is worth it to work. And burnout shouldn't is something that we can take control of and get on top of and eradicate it through these strategies that I'm talking about. Remember, we're all human. Nobody's perfect. Everyone's going to experience highs and lows. But when we train our minds and our bodies to be healthy and positive and whole, then we have much smaller ranges of high and low, like they're little tiny blips on an optimized performance meter. Whereas if you don't train your body and mind, then you become a whipping boy for society and culture and the environment and any crisis can bring you down. So it's really important that you take responsibility for training your body, your mind, and you do it every day. And then ultimately you do it every moment. No one said this is going to be easy. I just said it would be worth it. And the fourth skill is like what you do next will determine your attitude and your state going forward. Where you are right now was determined by what you just did or what just happened to you. But what you do next will determine the future. That's your near future. So to pause, breathe into that and ask yourself, what can I do to bring myself back into a positive state and a positive mindset? Well, activating these big four skills is one. And then focusing on something positive and productive that's going to change your state. Again, there's all sorts of scenarios that you could apply this to. Like if you're in a, just had an argument with your boss, does it make sense to sit there and stew on it and to call someone bitch about it? Or can you get up out of your chair and go walk outside and, and actually enjoy the sun and, and to start breathing, you know, 
fresh air and start your positive dialogue and just say, you know what, this will pass. This is not going to matter in five months for sure. And it probably won't matter tomorrow. Let me move on. Maybe he's having a bad day or she's having a bad day. Don't carry all that negativity with you all the time. Let it go and then figure out what to do about it. It might require a crucial conversation with your boss. Great. Go do it. No big deal. So what can you do now or next to change your state and, and stop focusing on the negative and to focus on the positive? You can take a walk. You can meditate. You can do some burpees. You can um, laugh, right? I love laughing yoga. I probably wouldn't do it in front of everyone else. They might think I've lost my mind, but go outside and just start chuckling to yourself. Listen to something inspiring. You know, if you're really feeling burnout, just tell your boss, I need some personal time. I'm taking the afternoon off. Boom. Maybe you could call someone to cheer you up and say, hey, cheer me up, please. That's all, I, that's all you need to say. Just cheer me up. I'm, having a, I'm in a down moment. So what you do next counts. All right. So maybe, you know, big summary points. Stop the negative input. Take control of how you train your mind by taking control of what you put in your mind and, and your internal dialogue. Take control of your body with your breath. Take control of your uh, focus and your attention by applying these attention control skills of asking, what's the most important thing I can do right now that's going to lead me forward productively? And wh what next action can I take that'll allow me to be more positive and to focus on others and you know to be more grateful and to develop those four skills of resiliency that I talked about? Optimism, positivity, positive dialogue, uh, focus on others, and self-control. Also, maybe one of the reasons you're experiencing burnout is that you've just taken too much on. You have too many commitments. You're overloaded and you're not well supported. So you can simplify things by letting things go, or you can get support by delegating, offloading, or you know, hiring an assistant. There's a lot of ways to simplify so that the stress you know, reduce the stress load. And then, you know, we really have to look at getting uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy through positive habits and training that's daily daily positive habits and training and the physical part can't be understated if you're burnt out there's a good chance that you're not physically fit because when you're physically fit you're doing things every day that that maintain balance and that bleed off stress you're breathing deeply getting all that oxygen in oxygen your body blood your you know your cells you're moving the sending, you know, positive energy through your body, getting stronger, detoxifying, clearing your mind, you know, all the endorphins, all the hormones are firing and doing what the work they do. So you can't underestimate how important fitness is to your mental health. And the fastest way back when you're depressed or burned out mentally is to get your body back into shape. So I think that's probably enough said. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. And I know that you're doing your part to make the world more uh, unbeatable and stronger just by listening and deploying these tactics one day, one lifetime at a time. Till next time, stay focused and be unbeatable. Hoo-yah. This is Mark Devine. Talk to you soon.